You're listening to a podcast on the Awkward Human Network. If you want to find out more about this show and all the other cool stuff that we do, visit awkwardhuman.com. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. This is Interview with a Nerd. I'm Richard Cardenas. I'm your host. So, uh, wow, you guys, it's been 11 uh, years, years, 11 um, movies, 22, I Love You 3000. How are you guys doing? <laughs> a lot of numbers there. I'm, I'm well, thanks. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I've seen this movie three times in as many days. Yeah, I'm how? Exhausted. Good for you. <laughs> Did you just like clear your whole weekend? No, this is just what I do. Like, no, no one invites me to anything on Marvel weekends. That's what I'm gonna do. They know better. They, exactly. Well, no one's doing anything else. Game of Thrones tonight. But after, other than that, like, that's it. Yeah. Um. I didn't introduce you guys. <laughs> Live in the studio Hi. is uh John Bring. Yo. And then we have Eric Ravenscraft. Uh, skyping in. Hey, how's it going? Good. Stressed. Um. You guys, this movie was so stressful <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stressful. Uh, I have no plans or no uh, agenda as far as what we're going to be talking about other than this film. So if we go everywhere, we go everywhere. And uh, audience knows that there are all the spoilers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to hold back. I can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, Good. Yeah. Good. Do not hold back. The first thing I want to talk about, because I can't stop thinking about it, even though I probably should, because it's probably not the most important thing that happened in this film, but... <laughs> I can't get over the fact that they killed Black Widow. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You, that's the only thing you yeah. mentioned to me before we recorded. And uh, are, why? I mean, I know she had a movie slated coming up yeah. down the road. But is that the main reason that you can't believe it? Or I, I just feel like <laughs> it's weird because I feel like she's so inconsequential. But at the same time. <laughs> no, like it's quite the opposite, Richard. She's the one <laughs> character that if you take her out. Everybody's affected because she is the one character. She's that friend in the group uh-huh. who is the unwitting, unknowing linchpin of the group. You take her out I and it all that falls was apart. They made Hawkeye to be that guy. That is not around. Hawkeye. Let's <laughs> Hawkeye's never appeared other than Civil War. He's never been in another solo movie. Whereas he, he Black was Widow's in Thor. Yeah, the first Thor. Yeah, no, they they shot him on a green screen by himself in a (laughs) studio in Atlanta somewhere for ten minutes, and that that doesn't count. He doesn't actually interact with anybody other than radioing with Coulson in that. Um, However, I did quite enjoy that when I rewatched Thor. Uh, I'd sort of forgotten that Hawkeye was even in that, but he doesn't actually play a part. He doesn't have a role in anything, and even in. Uh, Civil War, the only other movie he's really been in, he didn't have much of a part in that either. He wasn't even in Infinity War. He has one job in this franchise ever since the, the no, actually, including in Age of Ultron. He tells uh, Scarlet Witch something that she will repeat later. Um, yeah? He, he does that in Age of Ultron. He gives her the whole big speech. Mm-hmm. You know, you step out of that door, and then she repeats some line. I forget which one it is. And then in Civil War, he comes back and does the same thing. She's like, I'm too, I can't do it. Everyone's afraid of me. And he's like, get off your ass. And yeah. then he takes her to the airport. She goes, it's, it's time to get off my ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. His job is to get Scarlet Witch in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> and I do like that they have, like, an established relationship, the two of them. But yeah. 
they weren't even standing with each other at the funeral at the end. He had his whole family segmented off to the side. Well, that was done on purpose. Because I know. they wanted to like veer through like each, the each of the different of... fa- franchise families. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Thor had zero people there with him. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that Black Widow is the only character that you could have taken out and everybody give a shit and the audience give a shit too because if they killed Hawkeye, I would have been like, good. I'm glad Jeremy <laughs> Renner's out of this. Finally, they fucking <laughs> took Hawkeye out. Big fucking whoop. But like Tasha, it's like, holy shit. Like that surprise. That was one of the wonderful surprises of this movie. Not that I wanted the character gone, but like right. I liked that I was surprised that she is gone. I guess because for me, like I, I was genuinely shocked when it happened because she was the last character I would have pictured to be dying. Um, but I, I don't want to say that she's inconsequential to the universe, but I feel like there are such bigger hitters that I was expecting that if they were going to be killing someone that we weren't expecting from like, like Tony Thor. and Steve, it yeah. would be a Thor or a Bruce Banner or right. something. So that's why I was just like, what? Well, <laughs> that's just so yeah. weird to me. That's the thing is I well, think. I this, have, oh, go ahead. With, with her new movie coming out, I guess it's going to be a prequel. Yeah. I'm, I like to see. So first off, this is going to be a theme. New Marvel movies tend to make old Marvel movies better. And I am hoping that with the Black Widow movie, they established in the first Avengers, she's got a guilt complex. She's She's got something in her past where she did some terrible shit, and everyone seems to know it. She says she's got red in her ledger, and in this movie, she seems to pay it back. She sacrifices her life, and half the universe gets to come back. Yeah. If in the next movie, in Black Widow, we get to see some of the terrible shit she's done... I would like I would feel like this is more even more earned than it felt like already. Like it was impactful because you don't really expect it, but I feel like a future movie can make this earned. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I sort of excited for that. I don't think they should do a Black Widow movie at this point. <laughs> I, Unless it's I, introducing a brand yeah. new Black Widow, which they could where Emily Blunt could finally play Black Widow maybe. Uh I don't think we have a choice anymore though. No, I know we don't. Uh, but I I said to Richard, do you think that like all the casting announcements and uh, director and writer announcements were all just a big ruse no. put up by Marvel to get people off the scent of the fact that uh, Natasha would die. I think maybe it, it was like we, we we're not going to find out until after uh, Far From Home Spider Man comes out. So yeah. I'm really curious to see if that movie is going to happen. We don't I, need a prequel at this point. I think our imaginations could fill in the blanks better than any movie could. I I tend to agree. That being said, I'm pretty sure we're wrong. Um, I, re- I remember the time right before Age of Ultron came out, before they announced Phase 3, and there were a lot of rumors, like crazy wild rumors about movies they were going to They're gonna do a, a Black Panther movie, they're going <laughs> to do a Captain Marvel movie, they're going to do, are you going to get this, they're going to do Civil War, and maybe even Spider-Man's going to, there were wild rumors, com- totally unconfirmed, before they announced it, and we had the same thoughts, like, are they really going to do this, this sounds made up. And it all turned out to be true. I think they just, they put off announcing movies, but they can't keep them secret. Yeah. Like, it's hard to create a movie, like, produce an entire movie and not tell anybody about it. So. Well, to be fair, though, you know what else they announced for Phase 3 that never happened is a fucking Black what? Widow movie. So they they said that we're finally going to do a Black Widow solo, or Kevin Feige said it in some interview. And, of course, you know, I think a lot yeah. of journalists, just f- to have a grabbing headline and get clickbait, We'll oh, yeah. we'll run so with any wrong, nugget of a story. 
But yeah, uh, but I don't know because they, <laughs> I mean, they've announced the writer and everything, and the, they've yeah. been casting people. So I don't feel like it's not going to happen. I feel like it will happen. Here's like my theory as to like how we could keep a Black Widow in the universe, um, which will will go into the whole time travel thing now. Um, because I was like super confused what their plan was because I'm not very smart uh, at the top because I was like, what do you mean you're going to go back in time and stop everything and then everyone's still going to be five years later? Like, I, But then I realized that it was like, oh, no, you're going to bring them forward and bring everyone back and not change what's happened. OK, got it. Um, but so at the end, Steve Rogers uh, takes the Infinity Stones, takes Thor's hammer and like puts them back where they belong. And I would love to be a fly on the wall when Cap has to go back to Red Skull. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And <laughs> um, but what I was picturing and, you know, this is all theory. Uh, but like, I feel like with uh, Thanos taking um, uh, Gamora up there, sacrificing her to like, you know, get the Infinity Stones to enact this plan was a little bit. Mm, now that I'm saying it, I want to go back. But it was a little bit like horrifying of a plan yeah. uh and then black widow and hawkeye going up there was like for the good of the world i guess to bring everyone back and like yeah. have it as it should have been um i felt like if captain america was going to go take back the soul stone maybe it was like oh good you returned it you can have your black widow back hmm. or something and maybe later on they will reveal that's what happened and that's why she's not like dead dead fucking that would be a yeah. huge cop out really yeah, because i don't yeah, think that- that would be very unsatisfying. I don't think the Red Skull nor Vormir itself nor the Soul Stone make any kind of moral discretions. Like it, mm. it's not like, well, you're pure of heart, so sure, <laughs> you can have her back. I think once what's done is done, and sure, maybe they'll use some uh, time travel muckety muck to get her back. But I feel like at this point, that would hurt. That would. Whereas Eric, you said that it makes. Marvel movies better that would make uh, Endgame worse if they did bring her back I think it would invalidate her sacrifice and uh, it's the same thing as if they would have grabbed the Infinity Gauntlet and snapped and snapped Tony Stark back to life right Right. after he sacrificed himself it's just like you know what what's done is done Scarlet has been in a shit ton of these movies too (laughs) and I can't imagine because she's been in them in almost as many uh, geez, I'm trying to think of all the ones she's been in, but I feel like it's, she's got to be like right under Robert Downey Jr. and Samuel L. Jackson for right. a number of appearances in major roles. Like, I mean, she was like a huge character in uh, Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. Civil War. So I think uh, maybe her time's done and she was great. Yeah. And and this, I think, was the way to end it. Yeah, I guess because for me, um, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to like accept it because we had like no inkling of it. That's yeah. what was great about it. <laughs> Had they killed Hawkeye, as soon we would have been they like, get to the planet, you know it's gonna happen." I, yeah, I will well, say, of course, yeah, because yeah. we knew the rules; they didn't know the rules. Right. Yeah, I, Lindsay, uh, my I, wife. I appreciate that they fought over who was going to die. It was yeah. a great time. scene. Yeah, that was a good scene. But I'm also like, it's gonna be Widow. It's going to be Widow. It's going to be Widow. Yeah, yeah it had to be. Like, that's his whole motivation. Widow has nothing. <laughs> Uh, this is her family, so come on. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say my wife had a big problem with it. Uh, the fact that they'd seem to not realize that they had to give up a soul for the soul stone um, when they got there. Because I know uh, Nebula said that my sister was murdered on this planet. But the fact that I don't know if they just thought like, 
Yeah, we know that Thanos had to kill somebody to get the stone this one time, but we're going to take our gun and our bow and arrow and we're going to take <laughs> care of business because or his sword or whatever. Uh, so I feel Lindsay's been like, they should have known that someone was going to have to be sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that big, is true. Because they that say... Whole big brainstorming session, no one thought. Well, because... I there, guess there like, are I would have, a couple of plot holes. I would have but... let it go because like in the previous film, um, when they're fighting Thanos on Titan and trying to get the gauntlet off of him, uh, they talk about how he had to kill Gamora. And I guess it wasn't explicitly said, but it was pretty much said that he had to do it so that he could get the soul stone or like for yeah. the greater good. Right. Like, I don't think he necessarily said like, if I didn't kill her, I wouldn't have had the stone. Like he right. never said that. So I could see how a misinterpretation would be that they all just thought he killed her. Yeah. That he just yeah. murdered her and happened to also get the stone. Yeah. The two, that like she took him there and she just, he killed her while she was there. Right. I mean, the way Nebula phrases it is that, you know, Thanos took her, my sister there and murdered her. Mm -hmm. But yeah, not the consequence of that, which is what I told Lindsay and, uh, she was not she, having it. She didn't go quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I think once I'm sure once we watch it for a third time, which will happen, maybe even tonight, who knows, uh, after Game of Thrones, uh, I think maybe we'll uh, we'll get a, a little bit more of a clear impression on that. Yeah, it was it was a it was a definitely an effective uh, moment for me because, like I said, I wasn't expecting it. But yeah. let's go back to the beginning a little bit. Yes. Uh, how did you guys feel like about it opening up with them just going straight up to Thanos and killing him? <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was another well, you know, nice surprise that broke your heart. Yes. Well, he loves I, Thanos. Oh yeah, Thanos is one of my favorite characters. Oh yeah. Um, do we do I, we do we do this podcast all together last yes. year too? Okay, now I remember. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Poor you then. Yeah. No. No, he deserved it. He had it coming. Yeah. I can't defend him. He had it no. coming. Uh, well, I I would say actually about that, it kind of bums me out because like it sort of takes the teeth out of Thanos in like the last. He's not even a presence in the first half of this movie. Yep. I agree. Like, it's an hour, it's an hour and a half before he even gets there, and then when he does, he's sort of like, "I, I guess I know you." That yeah. was weird to me because when he, I mean, sure he had Nebula's recordings and stuff like that, but he felt familiar, like with everyone. Like when but he was he, fighting everyone, he kind he, of acted like he already knew who they all he were. He does because he has some sort of psychic connection to Tony Stark through uh, the Mind Stone. Because remember, Scarlet Witch gave him visions. Uh, I, I think it has something to do with, they've always said that Thanos and Tony were connected because yeah. he, when they meet up and, um, on Titan in the last movie, he says Stark and Tony's like, Oh, you know who I am? He's like, you're not yeah. the only one cursed with knowledge mm -hmm. is the line. Yeah. And so I think that Tony and Thanos, I don't exactly know the, the physics of it, but they've been psychically connected in some way basically since the first Avengers movie where Tony flew the bomb into space and shot his giant spaceship and, you know, stopped the, the battle of New York. I think from that moment, I don't know how, but they've been connected so that he could, he, even if he doesn't know exactly who these people are, like he doesn't know Steve Rogers whole backstory. He knows Captain America, you're about this, um, you know, Thor, et cetera, mm -hmm. like going yeah. forward with that. I mean, when he sees him in Nebula's recording, he's like, Oh, they're the Avengers. That's who they are. Yeah, he like straight up calls that out. Yeah, uh, they're annoying because he knows that the only thing he knows about <laughs> them is they stopped my plan uh, a good couple of times. So, right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do agree that killing Thanos early, that early, although a really a surprising moment and the five years later jump 
was also very surprising and effective. Yeah. Uh, I do agree that it did kind of take the teeth out of Thanos. Um, I mean, it's the final movie. You know, they're going to beat Thanos at some point, yeah. but it would have been better if the one that we went through the whole journey with in the last movie uh, was the one that we saw carried through the entire time. Mm, yeah. Um, because yeah, this all, the, but they did play some things like uh, later Scarlet, Witch says you took everything from me. And he says, I didn't, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> like, I kind of yeah. love that. Um, uh, but you know, once the fight starts, once they start throwing down, Thanos is just as badass as ever. So yeah, uh, I mean, d- let's be real. That last hour is fan service. That's oh yeah, all it is. And this, I'm here for it. All three hours of this movie are fan service, pretty <laughs> it much. Kinda, it, it felt fair, like fair. when they were doing the whole time travel stuff, I was like, "Ooh, a clip show." <laughs> yeah, basically, this felt like a great season finale. Yeah. Um, which, which honestly, the clip show nature of it, and uh, the fact that they did kill Thanos so early, so it did sort of take the teeth out of the character, make him feel a little bit less. We we now have defeated Thanos, so we know we can defeat Thanos. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we've watched him die. So like what else is there for watch him die again? I guess uh, yeah. are my qualms with this movie. And that's why I think uh, Infinity War is still a stronger film altogether. Mm. Uh, I think yeah. that put together, they make a great one, two punch. Um, this one also felt with the time travel stuff, maybe a little bit like too light and airy. Like the stakes were so fucking high in Infinity War the entire time. Mm-hmm. And besides the fact yeah. that I was wondering why T'Challa would be willing to uh, basically sacrificed so many of his, his Wakandan people to save fucking vision, which who knows what yeah. the hell vision oh is God. even yes. <laughs> that was Thank questionable. You. It and- wasn't so much saving vision. It was saving the world. Cause he knew what Thanos were not. He didn't know exactly what Thanos could do, but he heard about what Thanos yeah. was trying to do Look, and man, like what they were trying yeah. to take. Scarlet, Witch eventually blew up the gym in his head. Do that. Like, yeah days before Thanos can get there. And I guess yeah. I, once he has a time stone, they all were bets not are off. Gonna sacrifice a lie. We don't trade. We don't trade lives. We don't they trade did, lives. Though. They sacrificed Wakandan soldiers. Yeah. Which I hope, I guess maybe the snap brought some of those people back. Cause there was a lot yeah. of Wakandan soldiers. It in brought that for them that all end, back. I believe, which is oh, awesome. No. I guess not the ones who died in battle. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. They're nope. still gone. Anyone who just died normally is dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, I thought uh, it was, you know, neat that they killed Thanos at the very beginning and, it was, uh, yeah. like I said, a couple of it's fun surprising. surprises. I, I will say the five years later, at least in the theaters I was in, the five years later transition got way more gasps than than <laughs> Thanos' head coming off. Oh, yeah. But, really? Well, yeah, because yeah, no, we all knew like, that Thor was going to go for the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, little, nice little nod there, Thor. Yeah. But, yeah, no, like everyone in my theater was like, oh, my God, are they really doing this? Are they really going to go five years in the future? Yeah, um, that I, was not a shock at all. Yeah, no, I thought five I, years I mean, was. Like, I, I was expecting like six months or something like oh, that. But no. five years was like, oh wow, this is cool. I was yeah, into we it. Need to go just just far enough ahead that some of the younger characters can age up to match the other teenage characters. I'm sure it's not a coincidence that Spider-Man and Cassie Lang are now the same age. Right. Oh, that's a good well, point. Young Avengers is coming. Yeah. Yep. But yes, then again. Uh, they're on two different sides of the country, so we'll see if they ever actually <laughs> meet up. on the different side of space. They'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just say this. Uh, speaking of Lang, I thought that uh, it, certainly at the very beginning, like Paul Rudd had some t- brought some serious dramatic chops to this part. Yeah. I thought he was great in the whole part where he saw Cassie when he was when he first came up with the idea and was uh, yeah. bringing it to Tony and him like taking Tony to task about 
tr- at least trying to set uh-huh. things right. I was like, holy shit, yeah. Ant Man's a hero. Like, yeah. yeah, you've never seen him that serious. Yeah, I thought that was excellent. I, I mean, I love Paul Rudd. Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? He's pretty universally <laughs> adored. But um, I thought that was really interesting. That like, here's Ant Man, somebody who wasn't even in the last movie, as the jokiest of all the characters because he turns tiny. Like, what's what is that even? And he's the guy. He's the one steering the ship at least at the beginning yeah and cap and scarlet which are not scarlet which uh black widow are both just along for the ride essentially uh, one of the things that i guess uh i i think i would have liked to to know uh that we didn't get the answer to was whether or not his ex-wife was alive um, yeah judy greer because i think that it was very effective him seeing his daughter and stuff, but I was really, cause I just love Judy Greer so much. I do too. Yeah. I was hoping she would be there. I was hoping, I it'd was be hoping we'd see her at least hear that she died or something. Like yeah. if she was one of the ones I mean, because it was just Cassie. So I was just like, Oh, but what about Judy Greer? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Why it would Judy Greer get to show up to the battle at the end. Come well, on. no, not the yeah. battle at the end. I'm <laughs> just saying like, cause like when Give he goes, Judy Greer, her own Ant-Man suit. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't need a pepper pots moment for her, but what I was saying was like when he shows up to the house and he knocks on the door like i would have if you know she was alive i would have liked to have her open the door and like kind of react and then have her daughter come out so that we could all just like have more moments of relief from that i guess but um we just see the daughter and they don't talk at all about what happened yeah Um, well look if you if you brought in judy greer it would be confusing to audiences who had not seen the previous two ant-man movies to know that that's not scott's wife that's his ex-wife it's too much to explain Like we get like, okay, that's his daughter. He misses her. He missed her growing up. That's pretty sad. Uh, But if Judy Greer showed up and it's like, wow, everybody knows and also loves Judy Greer (laughs) as this famed comedian actress. Her new new boyfriend. What was his his Bobby Cannavale, right? I didn't need Bobby. Oh, I I would like him to be in anything. Um, (laughs) But I do think if she showed up, it would sort of muddy the waters a little bit in terms of Scott's motivation because Scott is just about getting hope back. Yeah, uh, right. bringing hope back to this world. Um, and I don't just mean uh, Van Dyne, but um, <laughs> that's actually one thing Boom. that I wish would have gotten at the end is Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne uh, donning their Ant-Man and Wasp costumes themselves. That would have mm. been kind of mostly yeah. just mostly for Michelle Pfeiffer in, a, course, in, a, yes. in a Wasp costume. That would have been pretty awesome, but it's okay that we didn't get it. No big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so the the time travel stuff uh i thought was a lot of fun um i wasn't sure exactly how it was going to go but one of the things that i really liked was the bruce banner and um the ancient, ancient. one interaction yeah. i loved yeah. that so much I, that was an amazing scene i love i love like having the you know science and magic people mm-hmm. things out what what blew my mind though was that they like i mean i guess that they did it at all if you miss Doctor Strange, which is not one of the biggest mar- movies of the MCU, that scene makes no sense. Yeah, like who the fuck like, is this person? <laughs> exactly. Like he kind of mentions Stephen Strange, so you're like, I guess she knows, like she knows him or something. But then she's like, he's from five years in the future, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. like they lean so hard onto that, and they do that. For the whole MCU. Yeah. Well, look, I was going to say, that's one thing. If you are not like steeped in the knowledge and mythos of these movies, you're not going to catch everything. No. Like I've sent several people to this movie 
because people who aren't really into these movies have asked me like, Oh, is it good? And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, it's good. Of course it's good. And then I realize as they go off to go watch the movie, I'm like, they're not going to get half the shit that (laughs) I do because I just, how much did this movie lean on Thor, the dark world? Well, I think that that's a better movie than people give it credit for, but yes, I I see your point. I actually do enjoy it, but like, did anybody else? Are are we it? I think we might be it. (laughs) They like, they didn't just like throw a nod in there. They're like, no, we're going to go, to his mother's death mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about the ether and, and Odin and that time Natalie Portman got some red goo in her body. <laughs> and like, like it's normal. I mean, I give, they give a little exposition for it, but then they just go into that movie. And if you haven't seen the Thor, the dark world, that scene doesn't make a lot of sense. And it doesn't make sense with Dr. Strange. You know, you have to see both guardians. You have to see most Iron Man and Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you haven't watched all the movies, this movie is just a jumble of nonsense. However, yeah, like, I will say this. My oh, sorry. Go ahead, Richard. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um, one of the one of the things to like go to your point is Captain America getting into the elevator and saying "Hail Hydra." Like, yeah. <laughs> if you did not see the previous Captain America movies, you don't know what that means and like why that's yeah. important. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lindsay and I had dinner with a friend of hers. She uh, who works with her in the Sabrina writers' room. Uh, and he was like, should I go see this movie? And we were like, no, but yes, go see it. It's a <laughs> monumental achievement. Go just for the electricity of the audience. Go because it's so huge in scope. You won't get everything, but go see it. And we left that dinner being one, knowing that this is, this is one of the people that's going to fucking hate this movie. <laughs> but right before I came here, he was texting with Lindsay. He had seen it and was like, I loved it. And we were waiting for the other shoe to drop and it never did. He was like, this is the kind of movie that made me just excited to be a writer. It was like, uh, okay. just like the storytelling was amazing. The, the whole movie was amazing. The way the crowd reacted to it was amazing. It was just a monument to storytelling basically. And I think maybe he had seen a grab bag of Marvel movies up to this point. And I know he saw infinity war. So, which he hated by the way, mm-hmm. uh, which I think infinity war is a better movie and it's a focused yeah. character uh, yeah. movie about Thanos and all the bad guys trying to stop him, AKA the Avengers. Um, but this one, you kind of do have to have that knowledge, but knowing that this guy who's not a huge fan of these movies really found some true enjoyment of it shows how, even though it is sort of dependent on those moments, I think the overarching, uh, themes and the story that we're dealing with, uh, Trump's, uh, the not the need for all that knowledge and, and, and it just plays better for you if you do know all this yeah. stuff. I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. But so it, it's just, it's, it's elegant the way every movie was interweaved in. And like, I, I do think that you, you get more out of it if you've seen the past film, but like you said, your friend saw it and hasn't seen everything that speaks to the, like the writers knowing exactly which elements to include and which not. Yeah. And I think like, it's, for example, Oh, sorry, sorry. You know, you go ahead. I was gonna say, there's a, there's a moment in the, God, this is going to get complicated. The, <laughs> The first Avengers scene when they're like picking up Loki and uh, 2023 Stark. It's, it is. It's 2023. Yeah, 2023. So 2023 Stark is talking to Ant-Man and he very briefly explains these guys are Hydra, but we didn't know it at the time. They're S.H.I.E.L.D. Boom. There. You've got the entire plot of Winter Soldier. Yeah, distilled in into one, one line. line. I know. Right. Yeah. And like shield becomes hydra is the kind of thing you can kind of absorb from the community consciousness without seeing that movie and so for us who've seen everything we get all those little details and for like your friend who 
doesn't really care much for these movies, that's just enough to jog the memory. That is a delicate balancing act, and especially to do with every other line in a single movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it also shows you the uh, how wonderful some of these ideas are. Like the fact that right. if you said the, the name S.H.I.E.L.D. and HYDRA, you know exactly who the, the good guy is and who the bad guy yeah. is without yeah, any other exactly. explanation. And yeah. I love that about yeah. these characters, about Marvel in general, about comic books in general. That's amazing and wonderful. Uh, but you're totally right. I was going to say the thing that they were smart about, especially with like Thor the Dark World, which is such a, a uh, an unloved chapter. I would have been only more surprised if they picked the Incredible Hulk to go back to and revisit oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously they did, yeah. not, they did not do that. They didn't lean too hard on that one, but I did appreciate there's like when uh, Hulk's about to put on the gauntlet, he uh, he's like, it's it's giving off mostly gamma radiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, that. it's not like a big callback to the original, but I mean, may- maybe that's one of those things that's just like in the consciousness now because of old TV shows and stuff. But like, that's still a like a, a faint detail from those original movies yeah. that they're relying on for the reason Hulk is going yeah, to I've, save I've, everybody. I felt that was a callback actually to the first Avengers where they bring Bruce Banner in not to be the Hulk, but they bring it in because the, uh, the signature of the Tesseract was a gamma signature, like the energy oh, signature yeah. that it followed the, they were trying to follow the trail of the Tesseract and it was a uh, gamma radiation. So that's why yeah. they brought Bruce Banner in. So that's what I felt okay. like that was a hint to. But what I've been trying to say is uh, they're focusing <laughs> on the emotion of things and not like yeah. the plot mechanics of things. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe less so in the Battle of New York, but definitely Thor the Dark World is like the emotion of like my mom's dying. I don't feel worthy of uh, my place as a god, my place again at my mother's side and my place at this beautiful woman's side. And yeah. certainly his conversation with his mom touched me. I lost my dad a few years back and I'm always trying to write scenes about me and my dad and I can never quite reach that. And, and, you know, it didn't say everything I wanted to say, but that scene and then also Tony getting to see his dead dad uh, yeah. was that touched me in a certain mm-hmm. way because I go through those feelings and I was like, man, yeah. What if I had one more chance to, speak to my beloved parent and uh you know so i think that's they were they wisely chose to uh go with emotions that are more universal uh to everybody which makes it work which is why it's already such a huge hit i think yeah yeah i think that's why like that's a big reason they lean on thor the dark world instead of you know ragnarok Mm because ragnarok was a very fun movie but i i don't want to say it doesn't have any emotions to it at all but there's yeah more to Thor's story in Thor the Dark World than there is either of the others, actually. Yeah, I think. yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what uh, I have so many things going through my head right now, and I want to talk about them all. <laughs> um, what, I, what I liked was the little nods that they did for like the comic book fans who like know a lot of the stuff that's happening. Like one of the things that I really liked is that we got to see. Uh, and I don't remember this in the original Ant-Man, but in this one, we got to see Ant-Man's like first helmet, which looks like a oh, giant yeah. ant. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. I loved that. Um, the little tiny nod to the fact that Captain Marvel and War Machine have a relationship or had a relationship in the comics. Yes. When um, uh, Black Widow is talking to them on their like projector things mm-hmm. and uh, Captain Marvel and War Machine are left by themselves and so uh carol turns to him and she's like how you doing or whatever and it's just like yeah. that little interaction was like oh oh i didn't even get that i just assumed because she's a cat they're both like air force people mm. so i thought yeah. that may have been the connection Do that they have a, been. That's, why they had, that's why they had a relationship in the comics though oh so. i see yeah. i see yeah 
Yeah, uh, but, recently, or I guess more recently, I don't know. I am not super caught up, but like during um, their Civil War II, Rhodey dies. And so she is like very, her and Tony are at odds with each other because mm-hmm. she's kind of the reason. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, um, so I, I, I loved a lot of that stuff. Um, where was I going to go next? I totally forgot. Huh? Oh, 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 um, what I, okay. I want to talk about Pepper Potts a little bit because, um, when all the Avengers go to see Tony, um, and they're trying to convince him to do this thing, like what I liked about her and Tony's dynamic in this is that Pepper has always kind of been the character who's like trying to keep Tony from doing the crazy things. And in this one, she's like pushing him to do it because she's like they love each other so much and they know each other so well that she's like they are they both accept <laughs> it now and she's like yeah. tony are you gonna be able to sleep and rest until you do this like are you gonna be able to do that you should do yeah. it oh yeah it reminded me of the scene Cause, from cause captain marvel oh yeah she knows he's she can't stop him yeah uh it reminded me of uh maria and her daughter in um in captain marvel the scene where yeah. the little girl tells her mom, like, go to space. Like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And we don't normally get that scene. Usually it's the other way around. And the lead character through their own force of will decides to do it anyway. But I thought it was refreshing that Pepper was like, hey, go get it done. And it made it so much more effective at the end when she's fighting side by side with him. And, you know, he does the snap and everything. And she leans down and she says you can rest now like oh, oh yeah that's oh, God. those last two lines that pepper said were what got me uh the first time i there was a was several waves of emotion and i still haven't like cried during the movie <laughs> Lindsay cried well, both I times i have cried multiple times yeah yeah that uh, one, first that one time. got me what got me even worse was um when happy was with morgan oh yeah that's oh. that it's like i want cheeseburgers like your dad like cheeseburgers i'm like yeah that's what got me the second time i saw it um uh people were just openly sobbing the the two times i've seen it like heaving sobs it was it was rough yeah yeah so i i loved that moment um tony i I like how we got this far without talking about cap lifting mjolnir okay well hold on (laughs) i have a whole captain america segment i would like to focus on oh okay let's let's do it oh so we're gonna get into steve now go go for it because preface this he far and away is my favorite avenger um okay. well he uh, captain america and spider-man are probably my two favorite uh marvel characters uh maybe my two favorite comic book characters spider-man is definitely my favorite comic book character captain america yeah. is close so his journey in the mcu is one of my favorite most well-told stories i feel like from beginning to end is damn near perfect like He's had his movies got better every time. Now, having seen this, uh, I, I, I rewatched all of phase one uh, in preparation for this movie uh, for Endgame. And I loved the first Avenger because mm, I didn't yeah. realize just how much it laid the groundwork for so many things. And yeah. uh, and his journey from that to that dance with Peggy, just like that, <laughs> oh. that was what oh. eventually really got me. Uh, the cheeseburger line, the. Um, don't worry. We're uh, what? Did, what did Pepper say to Tony? Like, not don't worry. We're safe now. Or we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. That was like the first arrow to the heart. Then the cheeseburgers, and then Steve and Peggy finally dancing and kissing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. just like a beautiful fucking story. So well told. Chris Evans. Uh, didn't I? I was very skeptical of him at first. 
just has over time embodied that character. I don't, I cannot think of a person I'd rather have play that character. I'm, I'm happy that it's getting passed on. I'm glad that he's ending it when he's still in it and, you know, in it to win it and not like getting tired of the role and sleepwalking through it. Uh, like other some other actors have done before, which I'm going to say nobody in the Marvel mo- movies has slept walked through a movie like nope. everyone showed up to fucking work. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. <laughs> pretty incredible after the number of times that you've been through this whole rigmarole uh, and Captain America's story. And this one also particularly uh, was just awesome. Just like watching everything that he did. It was kind of in a lot of ways Cap's movie mm-hmm. like yeah. in a in a movie like uh, fucking Infinity War was almost wall to wall action scenes, and this yeah. one kind of doesn't have a ton of it action. Have a lot, yeah. And the f- one where Captain America fights himself is one of our few <laughs> fleeting action moments. Oh my god, America's <laughs> ass. Yeah, <laughs> and like true words never spoken. Like uh, that is America's Accurate. ass. Accurate. Um, but I just love how like even the fact that he's cursing now, like. How yeah. this, these five years has really like taken a toll on him, and um, I loved him leading the the support group, and and yeah, ultimately we. Did. Oh my god! By what? the way, huh? Remember, remember Falcon used to lead the support groups when he. Like, oh yeah. Met Falcon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, yeah. Oh, I like D- twisted with the knife even a little bit more. Didn't even think about that, yeah. uh, but I was gonna say once Mjolnir came back into the picture, we all kind of probably knew. I where did that not. Th- really <laughs> I did not I when he did it back everybody in the audience cheered and I cheered because I was like fuck yeah Captain America is gonna pick that shit up later um because <laughs> we all clock that like it didn't surprise me when it happened but I didn't anticipate it yeah um I I do like though that like you know in Age of Ultron he has that moment where he like kind of lifts it a little bit yeah uh-huh. and I choose to believe that he could have and just chose not to then which sort of makes him even more worthy. Even even better. Um, well, yeah. you know, people online are all saying it's because he had the guilt of knowing that Bucky was the one to kill Tony's parents. And it was him yeah. unburdening himself in Civil War that finally made him. That was the last piece that he needed to unburden to make himself totally worthy. Uh, interesting. But uh, I like I like your version, too, that he could have just picked it up, but uh, decided not to to show yeah. out with Thor. And I mean, either one works, but I like the, the, the former because it's like, that's totally who he is. Yeah. Like he would do that. He doesn't need to show off. Or no, anything. not at all. Right. Um, but yeah, so, him fighting sorry, with Mjolnir. Oh, I was just, I, I, I could talk about Captain America all day <laughs> about on this podcast, so I won't take up much more time, but yeah, him fighting Thanos, the moment where, uh, not only him picking up Mjolnir and saving Thor, and that was badass. And and Lindsay and I keep saying like the "I knew it" that <laughs> moment where <laughs> Thor says he knew it, so great and just like so awesome that even before that moment, Captain America, who is ostensibly a normal dude, normal-ish dude, is still going toe to toe with Thanos, despite the fact yeah. that like you're gonna fucking die. But the moment yeah. before he finally gets to say the rallying cry, the fact that like everybody else is down, <laughs> Cap his shield is broken. His body is probably broken and he picks himself up and he's like, basically you can see the look on his face. Like, all right, this is it. This is my last stand. I know I'm not going to win, but I'm going to fucking do it anyway. That's captain America, baby. Mm-hmm. The, I could, I could do this all day, which they make fun of in the movie, but uh, I love that it's wonderful. one, that one shot, that wide shot of him in the light and every fucking thing else in the world on the other side of the shot about to, about to kill him. Yeah. And yeah. All, all, all I wanted from him was that line from the comics that like, 
what was it something along the lines of as long as there's one person to stand against you thanos you won't win yeah like i wanted that from him it's okay that we didn't get it i feel like shots <laughs> Yeah, and and sometimes that kind of dialogue works better on the page than it does set aloud, and maybe they even took got a shot of that, but it just didn't work. Um, What I liked about the the Thor and Captain America fighting with Stormbreaker and um, Mjolnir, Mjolnir, like they were kind of doing this whole like choreographed thing back and forth with those two weapons, um, was it was a little bit of a callback to uh, Civil War when Bucky and Captain America were oh, yeah. fighting Iron Man and yeah. they were throwing the shield back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. I really liked that moment. Um, yeah, that uh, reveal, the whole thing when, you know, at that moment when he stands up and everyone, you know, all the bad guys are facing him and then the portals start opening and yeah. we get all our Avengers back Fuck and yeah. all the, like, yeah, armies yeah, and everything. I like that that opens with Falcon going on your left. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It was so, it was yeah. like obviously fan service, but it's like yeah. the kind we wanted, yeah, the yeah. kind we yeah. needed, the kind we deserved. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. It was fucking perfect. Oh and God. he got to finally say Avengers Assemble. And like just I like every time I think about it, I get chills. It's, it's a world yeah. of heroes. <laughs> it was just yeah. like all yeah. of them there. So good. That's the first time we've gotten one of those panels like from the comics. Yeah. With just like wall to wall heroes, top yeah. to bottom, every single pixel of the screen filled with someone. Well, what when I came out of the movie, what I felt was in in uh, Infinity War felt this way too, where it was like it felt like I was watching a comic book. Yeah. And yeah. this one too, it felt like a huge event that I was watching because it felt like each individual story could have been like an outside tie-in to the main event yeah. that was occurring. And so I really love that the whole time travel things and all that stuff that they were doing like cuz that's what they often do in the MCU. They like have these tie-ins where they're like off doing separate missions and then they all come together to accomplish yep. the whole big thing. It It's like, never would I have imagined that that would have been possible and they fucking right. did it. Like they yeah. took three hours to do it and we loved it. Like, it oh yeah. So loved good. every minute. Um, yeah. Um, oh, can go I bring ahead. up one thing? Because I've, I, I feel like this is an underrated scene. I haven't seen too many people talk about it, but when Tony gets back and they're arguing in the like debate room, mm-hmm. That one fucked with me because I I think Civil War is one of the best MCU movies. I will shamelessly say that I think it's better than Winter Soldier. Fight me. But <laughs> I, I felt a little pain, but I accept dis- it. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, but you know, but w- one of the things that always bugged me is you know people come out of that going well, okay, but there's no consequences because Cap gives him the phone, right? Cap gives Tony the phone, so they're really cool and everything's okay. And in Infinity War, you don't really feel that that movie is the consequences of civil war, but it is, it is. It totally is. Yeah. The Avengers are not together and that's why they lose. They don't lose when they're together. And even then Tony doesn't want to call him. Yeah. He like, he hesitates just a hair. He hesitates just long enough. Yeah. Basically long enough for the big donut ship to show up and (laughs) take him off to space. Exactly. But that scene when Tony is like, God, first off, he looked terrible with the like i guess they cgi'd him to look so skinny yeah they got that that skinny steve uh stuff from (laughs) from the first captain america movie back and he's more furious more batshit than i've ever seen him and he's personally betrayed he's like cap you weren't there and yeah they're both like at fault there i get it but that one fucked with me that scene hurts so much 
because it wasn't until that moment that I feel like Civil War really felt as like as as much of a weight as it really is mm-hmm. to the story. Yeah, and it's it's it was a scene that I had a hard time with as well. Uh, maybe for different reasons because him yelling at captain america to me i felt was unfair like i get his point of view but at the same time i was like but you helped create this divide and like it is it's a very effective scene because i was like going through the moment that like the emotions of what was going on on that screen robert downey jr acted the shit out of that scene it makes him right or anything like i I think they both kind of fucked it up but i think his his emotions oh yeah were so real there because as much as he fights with Cap, as much as he doesn't like Cap, he he actually does. He mm-hmm. he considers Cap a friend. He wants Cap's approval. He wants Cap in his life. And he didn't have that at the moment that he was facing the scariest thing in his life. Tony has been afraid of Thanos since the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. Whether he knew his name or not, that was the thing he was most terrified in the entire universe. And the only person he trusted to help him fight Thanos was not there when he needed him. Doesn't matter if it's his own damn fault. Most of Tony's problems are his own damn fault. <laughs> He's still devastated by that. And like, it, God, it looks like it damn near kills him. Yeah. Like that hurts so much. <sighs> and and that was the one thing that I feel like maybe we didn't totally get uh, is a true blue reconciliation scene between Tony and Cap yeah. because shortly after that, they're off to space, they kill Thanos, and then it's five yeah. years later. And then five years later, Tony's a completely different person. And yeah. when Cap and Black Widow show up, he's like, eh, fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we get a bit of one when Tony shows up to give him the shield when he when he shows yeah. up to, with the time GPS and everything. We get like a yeah. tiny, like one quick beat of reconciliation between them. But I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's more potent with them not sitting down and hashing it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but I, I agree that was a that was a really great scene in a big bombastic superhero movie. Just a scene of a, a broken man being really sad and uh, yelling at his friend is mm-hmm. one of the more powerful scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Nebula uh, because what I love about Nebula's journey is that it, I think we've seen this journey before. I can't point to any examples, but what I, I, I do still really enjoy it where, you know, she starts off as this villain and throughout all the films, we get to see why she's like that. And like that yeah. she is a product of Thanos just treating her like shit and always pitting her against the one person she wants to have her back and stuff. And so what I like is that when we open up this film and we see her and Tony, like, bonding basically yeah. like yeah. they're playing football whatever hands i don't know what's called <laughs> but they're like yeah. paper football, football i think it's called paper football <laughs> they're doing that thing and like she's genuinely having a good time and he even asks like did you like that or did you enjoy that game or whatever she's like yes let's do it again like i really like seeing her kind of let go of just like yeah. being this cruel person and just like enjoying the moment i guess yeah when tony yeah. reaches after she beats him he's like you win fair game. And he holds his hand out to shake it. Uh, yeah. And she's like, wait a minute. What? I, <laughs> I, I won. There's no trickery here. That's that was pretty great. Yeah. I yeah. I'm convinced that Tony let her win too, which would be like so fitting for her character because she has the whole thing with Gamora where, you know, as a kid, Gamora had to win. She always beat her every single time. Mm-hmm. Not that Tony, not that Tony knows that or anything, but you know, like all she wanted. And you and I talked about this in infinity war 
you know, when Gamora is, or, or Thanos is torturing Nebula, Gamora's got this painful choice because all she's got to do is let Nebula lose one more time. Yeah. But she can't. And Tony, the first thing we see them do anyway, he lets her win a game. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, she's freaking out when he flips the paper at her. I'm not convinced that Tony legitimately lost a game <laughs> of paper football. I think he let her win because he was being nice. And that is what, like, immediately breaks her. She can't, she can't even fathom it at first. Yeah. And from that moment on, she is very much like, like, okay with Tony. Yeah. She's comfortable with him. She's like, you know, uh, tending to his wounds and stuff. Yeah, and giving and him the f- last of the food. The last of the food. And uh, it was and just all so good. Basically putting <laughs> him in the chair so he could die a dignified death too. Yeah. Because he had yeah. like passed out on the floor and she put him in the captain's chair. Uh, just so, yeah, that's, I, I, yeah. would Nebula have also died? I don't know how biological she is. So, uh, <laughs> would she have lived longer? I guess because she's a robot. I feel like she probably would have lived longer. Okay. Yeah, I, I forget if she was one of the ones that like got frozen in space. A lot of the Guardians have been frozen in space before. Mm. But yeah, she probably would have lasted a while. But. Yeah. Yeah, I was half expecting um, when Bad Nebula or Young Nebula came <laughs> into the future or to the present. Um, and the gauntlet was lost under all that rubble. I was half expecting her to just like make the decision to wear the gauntlet. Right. No, that was, that would have been what they did in the comics. They've done that before. Uh huh. Well, I was was like, this is how I can get back at my shitty father. I didn't think it was going to be a get back at my shitty father type of move, but a last resort type of move because she was like trying to get this thing back. And how do you get it back? And like, I just felt like it was going to be her last resort, not to do anything against her father, but wear it, do something and then give it to her father. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was probably going to be the moment or maybe like she wears it and she's like, Oh shit. Now I have the power. And then Daniels was like, no, thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was like a little happy that they didn't do it. Um, so I'm not mad about that at all. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad they didn't do it because at the end of the day, I don't think the general audiences give that much of a shit about uh, Nebula. No, maybe, maybe for guardians three, we will because she's now had a pretty full arc. But yeah. uh, until the end of this movie, I feel like we would have been like, really, her? <laughs> why, is she, why is she putting the gauntlet on? That's dumb. It would have just been a callback, I think, to like the comics. And yeah. That's all. Us nerdy guys would have known what was up. But, yep. this but is instead, a... she just gets shot dead. <laughs> yeah, she got killed. I love, by the way, real quick, I love that this movie, on at least three different occasions, says fuck your understanding of time travel from popular culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really kind of harped on it. I, I thought that they were being <laughs> a little harsh on back. To, they say like back to the future is bullshit like two or three yeah. times. Uh-huh. It's like, Jesus, man, yeah. lay off of back to the future. That movie's great. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I get that that like the point of those scenes really is to tell the audience. Yes. I know every other movie has told you this creates paradoxes. We're not doing that. Uh-huh. So when old Nebula shoots young Nebula, you don't have to freak out. Yeah. They should have had Basil Exposition come in from Austin Powers. That's what he did in Austin Powers 3 when he went back in time. was like, just don't think about it too much. Just have fun with the ride. He like looked directly at the camera. So don't think about the time travel. Just have fun. They yeah. should have just done that. That uh, that actually brings me to the other thing that I was going to talk about, which is like Loki uh, when they fuck oh, yeah. up getting the t- the, the space oh, yeah. stone. or the fun. Yeah, the space stone. And uh, he grabs it and leaves. It's like they never addressed that. Nope. Oh, well, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that's going to be the Loki TV show. Yeah, he's right. going to go off to like, some far, far off planet uh, for his, yeah, for his uh, Disney yeah. Plus series. 
he could go have 10 seasons of a show and at the end be like, all right, I'm going back. Or not. They said that, I mean, they don't have to go back. He doesn't right. have to go back. Yeah. Right. Wait, does the Space Stone have to go back? I don't know. I don't understand. Well, the Space Stone it, had it to go back to the did 50s it or went whatever. Back to, yeah, to the, to the 40s or 50s. Or the 60s, when, right. whenever they okay. go back to the... So, wherever they go back. Still in, he's still got it in his timeline. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Um, and then the interesting thing is, uh, now that we're talking about f- fuck time paradoxes, because <laughs> um, at the end, uh, Captain's shield is all fucked up or whatever, and then he goes back and um, to replace everything, and when we see him old again, he has the shield, so like yeah. he technically kept it for himself so it wouldn't have yeah. been throughout time with yeah. him, or also peggy had a husband and a family she yeah. ne- but we never knew who it was yeah i don't i'm not buying that like she secretly was married to cap the whole time bullshit she moved on i could buy it okay well fine uh <laughs> fair enough i kind of that was one of the movies i did not revisit i basically didn't watch any of phase two uh, I should have, I feel like, but I did not revisit Winter Soldier, but I want to go back and watch that Peggy scene to see now how that plays out mm. and if they even thought of it that far. I bet they did. Yeah. yeah. But then it just makes it weird that he like try to hook up with his niece. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Awkward. Uh, for once, it's good. The cap can't seal the deal. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. For real. Okay, I, I was an important question. Old man Steve who has now lived hundreds of years and presumably had a life with Peggy Carter for decades after defeating Thanos. Is he still a virgin? <laughs> no, no. I was like, finally. I think that's why I finally cried at the end. I was like, <laughs> Steve's finally going to get his dick wet, man. Finally, after all this time. Um, sorry if that was too crude for you guys. <laughs> but no, Steve's finally going to get laid, which is great because um, I bet Peggy is going to treat him so nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Richard is just taking him, removing himself from this conversation. I'm, I'm broken. Um, okay, I want to talk a little bit about the handoffs um, of like roles. Uh, Thor giving the role to to Tessa Thompson Valkyrie. Yeah, boy. Um, I find that exciting, huh? That's perfect. Yeah, I find that very exciting. I'm excited to see a Valkyrie movie mm-hmm. coming soon, but also foreseeing. Thor, are we going to see Thor in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie? I guess. Oh, certainly. I yeah. guess so, yeah. Like, that's kind of exciting. Like, they, him calling it the Asgardians of the Galaxy, which is a callback to comic books and stuff. Uh, I'm excited for that. That um, would be super exciting, yeah. Captain America handing off the shield to to, to Falcon, Sam. To, yeah. to Sam. How do you how do you all also, feel about that? It's perfect. I like Bucky, but he's done nothing since uh, the first Avenger. I don't think he's a, in this version of the MCU, I don't think he's a strong enough character mm-hmm. to carry the way Falcon is. So I'm glad they went that route. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that character wise. I, I thought originally, because I was trying to place my bets on whether or not he would give it to Falcon or to Bucky. Uh, and I thought maybe Bucky, because I feel like Sebastian Stan might be a more bankable star. Uh, yeah. But giving it to Falcon is cooler i think it's a more interesting take and i think it's gonna allow for better stories 
probably. Also, Bucky, I don't care that he spent a year in Wakanda or whatever, but that dude's head has still got to be fucked, right? You say the wrong words yeah. to him in the right order, and yeah. he's uh, off murdering presidents or whatever, he, like he staging was, a coup. He was healed by our very own princess, Shuri of Wakanda, so yeah, I true. think he's fine. Yeah, now. she stuck some vibranium in his brain, and it somehow made him all right. <laughs> he uh, is fine. He's, he's all right in that Russians can't say a few words and mind control him. <laughs> but he's still a pretty fucked up soul. He's still like got to deal with all the trauma. Of, yeah. Like, there's, there's no way he doesn't have several kinds of PTSD. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's still going to wake up in the middle of the night and punch his hut with his metal arm. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I think Falcon's a better choice. Who hasn't been there? Well, that's the thing is, like, I think moving forward, it's going to be not just one of them, but both of them together. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll that's be right, really cool. Yeah. They're supposed to, but I, I, I go back to the fact that I think that they could change everything uh, between now and them announcing things in July, and maybe it's not a TV show, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and it's about Sam becoming Captain America, and Bucky's also there. Um, oh, also, I think that uh, in terms of costumes, I think uh, Falcon had a really neat Captain yeah. America costume oh, once yeah. he took up the mantle. So I hope he keeps yeah. the wings too. I oh, think yeah. that would be cool. He has to. He has to. Yeah. Yeah, that's right? his thing. Captain America with wings is just too cool to not put on screen. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking badass, man. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. This we uh John and I were briefly, briefly talking about the A Force moment. Um, the yeah. women all coming together, uh, for in the battle, uh, doing like a panoramic shot of all of them, like one by one yeah. joining the fray. Uh, I said that I. I felt mixed feelings about it because <laughs> one, I loved it. Um, but yeah. two, I felt like it happened too quickly. <laughs> like hey, it happened. You know the- what? No, I love it. I, I cannot be mad at this one fan servicey shot in a movie that is 100% fan service. Well, yes. I just wanted more of it. Oh, well, yeah. oh, no, so totally. well, you said more. they didn't do anything, well, but I most disagree. Of the female characters for most of the movie, and then threw that in, and like, okay, you guys are happy now, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they that was the point where they had. I think Captain Marvel had the Infinity Gauntlet or something, and Spider Man was like, I don't know how you're gonna get across that whole field of bad guys. And then yeah. that's when all the ladies showed up, and they're like, she's got help. Um, <laughs> I thought that, uh, I still, I forget exactly why she needed to even get the infinity gauntlet across the field. Who knows? To the, to the van. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. They were trying to get it uh, there, which Captain Marvel just flew through a fucking giant spaceship. I think she can fly <laughs> through some space dogs. Yeah. I think she'll be okay. Um, but it was still really neat to see and, uh, everybody doing their badass things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like Shuri and Okoye and, um, yeah, Valkyrie getting in on the action with their fucking flying horse and 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 yep. Goop being in there with her armor. That was that show was great. I gave Scarlet Witch a moment. She's Scarlet Witch has always been kind of my least favorite of the Avengers. I love her. Yeah. Really? I like the character, but I just feel like Elizabeth Olsen maybe is not the one. I think I'm uh an apologist because I think she's fascinating in the comics. Um, but so far they haven't like shown any of that in in yeah. the movies. That's what I'm saying. She's like slowly ramping up her power right now, and she's reaching a point where she's, God, she's approaching Captain Marvel levels of like. Well, she was the only person that hurt Thanos. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I I always go back to that scene in Infinity War when she single handedly was keeping him at bay while destroying an Infinity Stone. Yeah, him, yeah. keeping him at bay with all, all but one of the Infinity Stones uh-huh. in on, in the Gauntlet. So. 
Yeah, she's in this, game, in this movie when he's got none, she just like holds him up and he's like, fuck hell. And she's tearing the armor off of him. And yeah. he, that's when he's like, shit, we need to go to yeah. like the lethal, like, what do you call it? Rain fire. Rain fire. Yeah. Rain fire. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought that so was good. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. He it, was frightened, like in that yeah. moment. Yeah. She again frightened him. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. But I think um, Elizabeth Olsen not having black hair. Uh, I think Scarlet Witch needs to have dark hair. Her having like weird, like reddish hair is just, I don't know, doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And her costume is like the maybe the farthest from any of the comic book outfits. Well, like it's, it's just a yeah. trench coat. Yeah, it's kind of well, dull. Yeah. It's kind of dull. Some of, some of her comic outfits would not work on screen. None of them would. That's <laughs> no. the thing. I don't know how to pull that off, how to give her that weird head thing, that like headdress thing yeah. that she wore <laughs> with like basically a leotard with like pink tights underneath and a cape. <laughs> That does not work at all. No, but I'm just saying no. that, like, I don't know. I think it's just like Elizabeth Olsen's vibe is not exactly what I would have thought to do for Captain Marvel or uh, sorry, Scarlet Witch. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm into that alt goth girl look, so it works for me. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, that, that part's OK. But I do wonder, yeah. um, I was going to bring up Captain Marvel in that the fact that she did destroy Thanos's ship like it was cut through it like it was fucking a hot knife through butter. Uh-huh. And uh, one of my favorite action moments is her fight with Thanos brief though it was uh, when she's fighting with him and keeping the gauntlet open and he headbutts her and she doesn't even flinch. (laughs) That was awesome. Uh, Where do we go from there though? I mean, we could say that about the entire Marvel universe. Where the fuck do we go from Thanos that what else could possibly be a fucking challenge? (laughs) Well, here's the please doom or Galactus. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they've got doom and Galactus now. The beyonder maybe. I feel like, I would be interested because a lot of people are theorizing secret wars and I can envision their secret wars too, where Dr. Doom, if they spend another like 10, 11 years building up this story, Dr. Doom becoming a God and like basically erasing what we know as reality to create his own version of that and having another like Avengers one, Avengers two, sorry, infinity war end game situation where they have to deal with that specific scenario. But then it's exactly the same storyline as Thanos, like except for instead of half of humanity, he takes out all of humanity. Yep. That's how you raise the stakes. (laughs) I'm I'm with you though. I like Dr. Doom with the beyonders powers. The only thing that I could think of that could even come close to matching Thanos. I'm saying in Captain Marvel 2, which is inevitable, how is she going to be challenged? She was uh, hobbled for the majority of her own movie where they had the little device in her neck to keep her powers at bay. Mm -hmm. Like, unless they do that again or figure out, or if she gives some of her powers to Maria Rambeau's kid um, to make her photon or whatever. I would like to see them do, I, I haven't read enough Captain Marvel comics to know who her villains are, but I would like to see them explore something along the lines of what we've wanted from Superman for years, some kind of threat that, you know, sheer power doesn't fix. Yeah. You can't punch your way out of this. Um, yeah. Those are the stories that work best with incredibly overpowered characters. Yeah. Or um, the having to make a, a tough choice, like on one hand, Maria Rambeau is going to get murdered. On the other hand, this other person is going to get murdered. Or a planet's going to get destroyed right. and she's got to make a hard choice. Well, Those what, are the kind of things that they're going to have to figure out, I guess. Yeah, what I was thinking is something more in, uh, in line with, like, psychological warfare or something where, I mean, I think Civil War, what I liked about it is that it was an idea that was the the issue yeah. with, with 
their villain was an idea. It was this guy who pitted them all against each other and everything. And he wasn't strong or anything. He was just a normal man who was, you know, upset about his family rightfully so but he was you know he was in in heartache and he wasn't a powerful person and so like playing with just the brain and like how he easily manipulated these people into like going against each other so he can accomplish his own little thing Mm -hmm. like seeing more of that i'd be interested in yeah same yeah i i still feel like one of my the best surprises from any of the marvel movies is the fact that they set up oh my God, there are like six other winter soldiers out there. And we think that that's going to be like the boss battle at the end. And then they show up and they're all dead because yeah. uh, yeah. Zemo killed them all. I was like, that's great. Yeah. That was so against my expectations for this movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Turns I, out the final boss is a videotape. Yeah. Yeah. It's a VHS, man. <laughs> Those things are wily. You got to watch out for them. Um, but yeah. But uh, I did you feel, did you guys feel like Captain Marvel's uh, played enough of a role in the movie or? After all the buildup, I'm never gonna have enough Captain Marvel. Um, I, I, I wish I'd had more of her, but I totally get why we didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I, I can't think of something I needed her to do in this movie. Right, I, I totally agree. How do we feel about her hair? I liked it. Oh my, my God, I love it. Really? Okay, I was a little yeah. iffy about it because it felt like a bad wig, but uh, I also <laughs> had forgotten at the point that I saw it that that was exactly what her hair looks like basically in the comics now. So yeah. I had just forgotten about yeah. that, but yeah, I was into it. It was a shock because yeah. I wasn't really yeah. expecting it, but I, I fell into it very quickly. I, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I was into However, it. Cool. <laughs> I will say, uh, I, God, I'm glad Dr. Strange is back. Uh, he is low key. One of my favorite, nah, low key, one of my favorite heroes in this whole universe. And I appreciate that. He he did the same thing that he did in his past movies. I don't think he really fights to kill. And as goofy as it was, I like that he's standing off to the side in this movie, like holding back the water or putting up shields or gathering people instead of just, you know, using portals to cut people's heads off. <laughs> right. As yeah. everybody complained about, you could have cut Thanos's hand off pretty easy. Right. That last uh, one. I was about to say, because <laughs> I didn't remember him much in the movie. I only saw it once. Forgive me. Uh, but yeah, I didn't remember him much in the movie because he was more of that like support system of like, I'm going to go make sure things are okay. Yeah. He only had like three lines in the entire thing. Literally the caster class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, No, I do remember in his first movie, like he flipped out because he had to kill like a nameless henchman. And he's like, I took a vow not to like to do no harm. And I just killed somebody. And I, I didn't really think about that much in infinity war because like the, the only person he could fight was Thanos. And of course he can't kill him, but like I, I think they're still doing a uh, as a Doctor Strange that does as little harm as possible. Yeah, and I'm fascinated by that, and I like to see where he goes next. And their whole plan in in uh, the last movie wasn't even to kill Thanos. It's not like let's try to murder that fool. Mm-hmm. They were just trying to get his glove off. Right. They were trying to do it actually as peacefully as possible, where uh, yeah. Mantis subdued him and they get yeah. it off. Um, didn't work out that way, obviously. Yeah. But um, I needed more. Okoye, more Wakanda in this film. I felt like in Black Panther, she's such a a important character and like so pivotal to that movie. Uh, And then in Infinity War, her lines, almost all her lines were just gold. (laughs) I loved Okoye. And in this film, we didn't get much of her or any of the Wakandans whatsoever. You can definitely... The last movie spends a lot of time on the characters that you know you're getting more of in 
movies yeah. and that are going to die in this one. Yeah. So yeah. um I think once you you know you get to end the game, obviously they're dead for half the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you don't really have time to go into a Koye or yeah. Doctor Strange or Captain Marvel because you've got to deal with the heroes in this movie that are going to die this time. Yeah, right. you got to. It was all about the original six Avengers coming back together yes. for one last yeah, exactly. hurrah. The six of them plus Nebula and Scott Lang. Uh, yeah. But I was going to say, and um, oh, oh yeah, and Rocket. <laughs> uh, you can definitely tell that Marvel had no idea what kind of a gold mine they were sitting on with Black Panther when they made yeah. these two movies because I feel like they start probably at least wrote them before Black Panther even came out. So. Black Panther's got a he plays his role, but it's like shit. You guys would have been smart to keep T'Challa around for this movie, mm-hmm. um, just because he's such a goldmine and and great characters anyway. But I just feel like people are really invested in those characters. But but hey, man, when they're the first people coming out of the portal, when it's Okoye, T'Challa, and Shuri, <laughs> shit. Yes. We get a little bit of Angela Bassett at the end, shit. Like that was great. <laughs> I love the. It was very reminiscent of like the end of all every Star Wars movie where everyone's dancing in the streets, but it's in Wakanda and they're looking at like the big street festival, the parade going down the street Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff. Anyway, I just I loved all that. But uh, but I do agree that I could have used more of that as well. Yeah, I um, was very I think we're going to wrap this up soon. Um, What? No, I have so much more to say. (laughs) We haven't talked about Iron Man at all. Let's talk about Iron Man. I you said earlier that Captain America is your favorite character and you feel like his story is the best told, but I do feel like Iron Man's is the best told um because we like really 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 get to see him transform from one version of himself into a complete opposite version of himself yeah. while still maintaining his personality. Um, and it's very beautiful and this movie could not have ended any other way. Yeah. I agree. And I, I, I actually kind of appreciate how much, uh, Iron Man and Tony's or God damn it. Iron Man and Captain America's stories are intertwined and almost a little bit in verses of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw before Endgame came out, uh, several people being like, obviously Cap's going to die. Cap's <laughs> always the one to, to sacrifice himself. He's totally going to die. And Tony's not going to because he's never the one to sacrifice himself. But those two have been on paths, like going in opposite directions, but next to each other. Uh, so like at the, by the end of this one, Cap is the one who goes, you know what? I'm going to have a life for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've yeah. done enough. He I'm gets to be selfish for once. Yeah. And, and Tony, you know, in the first Avengers movie, Cap has that line, like you're not the guy to lay, to lay down on the wire and yeah. let the other guy crawl over you. And, and, and actually, so when Tony's looking at Dr. Strange, like he, he kind of gives him the, the one finger, like, this is it. This is the one. And Tony knows that this is the only shot. He has to sacrifice himself. Like, unlike what he said in the first movie there, he can't cut the wire. There's no other way. There's no way out. And he did it. He sacrificed himself for the world. Cap got to live happily ever after, which is both of those two, like, I feel like both of their stories aren't as good without the other one. Their transformations Uh are not as interesting without watching the contrast with the other. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will also quickly mention that it was heart wrenching and so satisfying. 
uh, Tony, when earlier in the film, we see him looking at a picture of him and uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. And he's like kind of like sad about that. And later they're reunited and he hugs him. Yeah. yeah and Peter's like, this is nice. <laughs> like, yeah. It was just so wonderful because we got to see the beginning of the relationship where Tony was kind of like standoffish about like, you know, letting people in and yeah. letting this kid in who admires well, him so much. He specifically wouldn't let Peter, like when he was in the car in Homecoming. Yeah, he's like, this is not like, a hug. <laughs> yeah, it's not a hug. Like, he, he specifically says, we're not there yet. Yeah. And now they are. They're there now. Yeah. I, I oh. just, uh, there are those, many of those things are paid off. Even the fucking instant kill mode is paid off. <laughs> yeah. The Spider-Man's instant kill. I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe they even remembered that from Homecoming. That was such a yeah. throwaway gag uh, to yeah. bring that back was pretty awesome. Uh, yes, I loved, uh, Tony's whole thing. What you said about him making the sacrifice play was just perfect. And yeah. And then the sub story of him and Peter. However, when, when Tony just did the snap, he's sitting there dying and Peter's like, no, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. And, oh. and you could see Pepper's hands are there kind of like patting him on the back. I'm like, Peter, move the fuck out yeah. of the way and let his wife get a word in I with him. I was thinking that too. I was like, this is not about you, Peter. Yeah, this is his <laughs> wife and the mother of his child. Let her like get his last words. Yeah. Jesus. But you know so what? Her Rody, the first one up there too. Uh, who, Peter? No, Rhodey. Like Rhodey's up there. And yeah. Then oh, Peter yeah. Up and then rescue. Yeah. Her bots, whatever. Yeah. And, like, and and Pepper Pepper's last lines. We've already talked about it, but they were so perfect. Just like. Yeah a callback to what she told him earlier. And she's like, you can rest now. Like, uh, it, uh, yeah. I also appreciate that. Thanks That's a nice you. little contrast with, uh, with Thanos. Like, cause they do the whole Thanos and Tony are kind of like opposite ends of like, they're the hero and villain versions of each other. And Thanos wanted to end his mission by finally resting and watching the sunrise on a grateful universe. Tony actually kind of gets that. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, but the universe is grateful and he gets to rest. And, yeah. Oh, God. And it's all sad. And now, yeah. like, what other time in our lives <laughs> are we going to get this? Like, I, I don't even know if I've, we've talked about so much. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but just like sitting there in the theater and just absorbing all this, like, we're never going to have this again. And it's yeah. just magical. And I been another 10 years on another big story like this. God, I'll be pushing 50 by then. But like, I don't. Even then, it's going to be the second time this happened. It's yep. never going to be the first time right. this happened. This is the moment. And I, I see a lot of people um, online kind of comparing it uh, to like the Harry Potter saga and like all eight films that it you know took us on a journey. It ended. Yada yada yada. Um, I just feel like this one was done so much better <laughs> it was it was so much more effective and i appreciate that we live in a time where we get to have a harry potter fully told yeah. and this yeah. infinity saga fully told harry potter was great but it was like quaint in its ambition <laughs> it was like when looking at both of these it's like oh you're gonna have a bunch of kids and they're all gonna well, you're not gonna change the cast out for eight it years didn't fully, Ooh, eight movies it didn't fully go there the way that i think the mcu went there what in, in what way? Just like, I think that, like like what you said, quaint. Like, there was such control over the Harry Potter series to not let it get too dark. Like, it does get dark, but I feel like there's stuff that they could have pulled out of the, the series, the books, that would have elevated it a bit mm -hmm. more. Whereas, 
with the MCU, like, I think it felt, maybe it felt safe when they first started. And then they just started going and going and going. And they didn't stop. And they kept giving us the things that we didn't think that they were ever going to give us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's why, for me, it's such a more effective uh, uh, thing. Especially because all these stories were their own individual stories that intertwined and created this bigger story. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, you can't compete with that. Yeah, I feel you. Do you guys do you guys remember like years and years ago thinking like really they're going to do a Captain America movie? <laughs> Is that going to work? Like uh, no, I, I knew that, that was going to work. <laughs> Personally, after seeing I, uh, I said I knew that was going to work. I, I oh, yeah. worried about Thor, but Cap was I was like, yeah, yeah, well, that's he's, yeah. Well, he's those red. Were the same year. Yeah, it was like like I can recall a time when any one of these characters felt like a risk. I remember Guardians of the Galaxy. I specifically mm-hmm. said, 14, if they do this, they get to do anything. Like, that's it. But still felt like a, like a, like maybe this won't happen. Maybe it's not possible to do this. And they did it. And then they kept doing it. And I still kind of don't believe we're here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to think about the number of huge actors that have been part of the series yeah. and uh, just the shit that they've gotten away with. And I mean, watching, just look no further than Thor Ragnarok. Uh, you yeah. have Kate Blanchett is your villain. Like, what? She's a comic book villain? Uh, you know, I think it's a shame she wasn't the Enchantress, by the way. Um, I think she would have yeah. been awesome in that role. Uh, but just like the shit that they get away with in that movie and the fact that people ate it up and yeah. didn't question it, like other than like 15 minutes at the beginning, like none of it takes place on Earth. Mm. Uh, r- hardly any of it has just regular ass human characters. Everybody is a, some sort of heightened something. Like even if it is Jeff Goldblum, he's still like the Grandmaster who's this heightened being. Uh, and, and the fact that, yeah, we just, uh, we get all of that and uh, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think it goes back to what I was saying. Like, we're never going to see this sort of thing again. And it, and the, with the Avengers assemble moment, they're the two armies running at at each other. I think I said aloud in the theater the first time, holy fucking shit. (laughs) And, and that stands true. It's like, I can't imagine anything like this ever like exciting me in that same way again. Uh, yeah. cinematically and sure I'll probably see better movies uh, I think Infinity yeah. War is a better movie but something about that moment in time or this moment in time that moment in the theater with those people who also had spent the last 11 years uh, watching these movies I mean it just was amazing it well, was just like incredible yeah. to, to Eric's point the reason this will be more special than the next one is that we never thought it was going to be possible yeah yeah, and that's true it's and like now- no- oh sorry go ahead Eric I was just saying, now we expect it. Uh, yeah. Like a little. Exactly. No, I, I don't think I expect another thing like this, but. <laughs> but but no. we, we know they can we know do they it can, again. We know that yeah. they can make just about anything work. I mean, is there any, uh, like I said, I, I don't love their portrayal of Scarlet Witch, but is there an, another character that we think just doesn't work in the Marvel Universe? I can't think of anybody. Mandarin, I don't think they can or should do the Mandarin, but that's about well, it. Yeah. I mean, and they've. <laughs> Fuck that up, but they were smart <laughs> enough to let that fall to the wayside, and he's Iron Man's bad guy, so that's done. But yeah, although no, can I, I want to ask you guys one question. Yeah, how how hard do you think Terrence Howard is kicking himself right now? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, man, that was I'm never. Sorry, every time a new movie with Rhodey comes out, <laughs> all I can think 
because this is what Don Cheadle gets to do. Did he get to put on the suit in the no. first Iron he Man? He said, nope. next time, nope. baby. He said, next time, baby. Nice. And he never got a next time. No. Nice. And <laughs> here's the thing, guys. Think of it this way. I feel like Terrence Howard must look at these movies and be like, you know what? I wasn't meant for this because I now granted I'm not a big Terrence Howard fan and I'm a huge Don Cheadle fan. <laughs> so there is that difference, but I look at Don Cheadle and I feel like if Terrence Howard was given the same opportunities, the same lines, the same scenes, he would not have played it nearly as no. well as Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle no. just has a quality about him that embodies that character more so. And he's the only one like tough enough to equal Tony's bravado. Like yeah. he's a quietly tough guy, whereas Terrence Howard is anything but tough. He sounds like a wimp. He sounds yeah. like a wuss. Like, I don't know. It's just, he looks like he's yeah. going to cry all the time. He's just like, not a badass like Don Cheadle. Yeah. And like, okay. The, I kind of forgot that they got this one little scene, but in a, uh, in a scene on Morag where Nebula and War Machine are hanging out and they both kind of hint that, you know, they've, they've lost something, you know, she's lost her arm. He's lost his legs. And, you know, he, he goes, you know, yeah, we, you know, it sucks, but we work with what we're given, right? We work with what we got. Yeah. You can't picture Terrence Howard doing that. <laughs> no, man. I Like, if Terrence Howard got paralyzed in Civil War, I'd be like, good. <laughs> Don Cheadle gets paralyzed. I'm like, no, we can't not have him be part of it. And I'm so glad that they kept, that they didn't kill him. Because yeah. at the time, I was an advocate for, like, why didn't they just kill Rhodey? That would have uh -huh. made the, the movie feel like it had more stakes. But... Uh, we needed Rhodey for this movie. He was so good. Real, real quick, because I know Eric has to go. Um, we uh, we didn't talk about Gamora like at all. Um, how do oh, how right. do we feel about her past self now living in the present and not having the relationship that she had with the Guardians? Do we want to see her back? I kind of don't want to see her back. I never felt like she was that strong of a character. Like I don't hate her, but I. Okay, if there is one person I feel might like phone it in it's a little bit zoe saldana and i think it's just a personal quirk i don't think she actually does poor work it just feels sometimes like maybe she doesn't want to be there i don't i can't explain why i can't point to anything but i'm also i'm not a super huge fan of their romance i'm not a big fan of any you know whiny guy who thinks he deserves to get the girl mm. and I, I get why it was sort of earned in Infinity War for them to kiss, but like I was dreading what comes after that. I was dreading like if she comes back and they're like, okay, let's pick it up, and now we're in it. Now we can be dating now. Like I, I didn't want to see that, and I'm kind of glad she got reset a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like if yeah. she joined. I don't. I don't necessarily agree that <laughs> Zoe Saldana feels that any of she's that. phoning it in. I, think, I do agree yeah. that Peter Quill is the type of whiny guy that like feels like he deserves the girl. Um, yeah. And and I do think that again, I agree that he earned or they earned their kiss in Infinity War, and they earned their love to be recognized at that point. Um, but I do like that she's back but i also don't want to see her again like i like her character <laughs> but i feel like it would cheapen it a little bit or maybe not cheapen that's the wrong word but i just i wouldn't like it if she were to like come back in guardians 3 and then they're like okay let's figure this out like i kind of want her to live off her life doing her own thing now and having the guardians do their own thing and maybe have peter learn from love and yeah. learn from the loss of love and then just kind of move on I, I think there's one way they could do it. If they find Gamora and Gamora has no memory of their relationship 
And she's like, okay, I don't actually want to be in a relationship with you. And Quill has to learn to let that go. Like, instead of going, hey, I feel this, so you have to. Mm-hmm. Instead he goes, oh, shit, I guess, you know what? This is a different Gamora, and I don't have the same experience with her. Um, I don't really have time to get into it, but they actually did an interesting, similar thing on the Orville recently. Um, and that's Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really interesting area to explore if they don't approach it from trying to force Gamora back into the, the slot she was in. Yeah, that could show some interesting growth from from Peter's perspective of having to accept somebody else's will uh, other than his own because he's such a character that does things selfishly. So for him yeah. to give up and set aside his selfishness, I uh, agree that it's a bit of a cop-out, much in the same way as if they bring Black Widow back. I feel it's a bit yeah. of a cop-out that they did bring Gamora back. However... I definitely disagree with you, Eric, that she is somebody who phones in at her performances because she was the MVP of Infinity War, in my opinion, besides maybe yeah. Josh Brolin because he, he made Thanos work. But I'm talking about like the sneaky Dark Horse MVP because I would never have been like, man, I'm going to love Gamora after this because I was always <laughs> lukewarm on her. She was just a green yeah. version of Black Widow. She's kind of dull. She's not as funny as Scarlett Johansson. So it's like, uh, it's like, what is the point of this character? And by God, she like told me the point of this character and made me give a shit about her because she was so goddamn good in Infinity War. And because of that, on one hand, I want her back because I want I know what Zoe Saldana is now capable of and what that character yeah. is capable of in terms of eliciting emotion from me. On the other hand, I think it's a bit of a cop out that she does does get to come back. But I think an interesting uh, aspect of Guardians 3 with Thor chilling out with them is that, uh, yeah, they go on the hunt for Gamora. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's that's going to play a major role in it. And uh, the way that... She will shake up the team. This new version of her will shake up the team is probably something they need because they made the mistake of making them all a little bit too comfortable and hunky dory by the end of Guardians 2 that we we need an agent of chaos in there Mm. to mix things up, even beyond just Thor mixing things up. I could see that. It would definitely have to be a completely different dynamic from Gamora because yeah. if, if they brought her back and they're like, let's just remind or like teach her what she was, you know, like then it's just like, Oh, why are we doing that? Would that? Be so yeah. creepy. God, that'd be creepy. Yeah. So, it um, makes me want to go back and watch the first guardian. Let me, let me just tell you guys also why I'm wrong. Let me agree with you on that. Uh, <laughs> I kind of forgot one scene with Gamora in Endgame. I didn't notice it the first two times I watched this movie, but uh, that's why you need when, that third time. I, that's exactly. Tell me I mean, about it. Uh, when when they're in the room with the kind of with nebulas all hung up and they're watching the holograms or whatever, there's a moment where, like, they realize Thanos definitely got the gauntlet and he definitely snapped half of life out of all half, half of all life out of the universe. Gamora drops to her knees like she's bowing, but she's terrified and like you can almost just barely catch a glimpse of her crying. But oh, as yeah, but that. as soon as uh, Thor hops up and like slices his head off, she like her her head comes up and she's like got hope in her eyes again and she stands back up, like she goes through an emotional arc in the background of the scene. Yeah, 
I was impressed by that. That's subtle. That was the scene where I actually went to go pee the very first time. <laughs> How dare you? Dude, I, the second time I made it through the entire three plus hours, plus like 20 minutes of AMC trailers. Uh, I have gotten through nine hours of this movie without peeing, you amateur. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not only have you seen it one more time, but you haven't missed a second of them. Uh, that was the first time. So next time I see it, I'm going to pay attention to that. I remember that moment, but I don't remember gleaning quite as much uh, emotion yeah. from that. So I'll definitely pay attention to that next subtle. time. It was very yeah. subtle. And I, I do think I'm being too hard on Zoe Zeldana. I think there's just some <laughs> deliveries that, I don't know, they just irk me, but it, it, it's not fair. It's not fair in any way whatsoever. She no, is it's, o- it's okay. People people feel different things from different people. Yeah. I definitely I get that wrong. with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just point out real quick, like, okay, so uh, the numbers are in. It looks like this movie made $350 million in its opening weekend domestically, like $1.25 fucking billion, billion worldwide. worldwide. That's insane. Those are insane numbers. So we're yeah. finally, hopefully, going to see a movie topple avatar as the greatest or not the greatest necessarily but definitely highest grossing film of all time zoe saldana is in both (laughs) can we just point that out real quick that she is in the she will be in the top two grossing films of all fucking time uh and i think uh yeah star wars and, and infinity war are like three and four Anyway, I just wanted to point that out and be like, she, you need to get her in more movies because uh, she is apparently a good luck charm. As long as she yeah. is covered in some sort of colored paint. Oh, there you go. Yep, because she's blue in one and she's green in the we other. got to make her red in the next. Yeah, exactly. Let's see how that works. <laughs> some movie about the devil, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Avengers Endgame is right now the 18th highest movie on the all-time box office. Damn. In its, in its first, first weekend. weekend. That's insane. Jesus. And well earned. And it's not just this movie by itself. No. It is the it is the yeah. 21 movies that came before it that made it what it is and what we're all celebrating and it's just like I said a monumental achievement. It's it's amazing. And I will happily I'll probably see this more than in the theaters than I'll see anything else cuz I want to see it a third and fourth time. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a movie in the theaters more than 3 times. Um and this is probably going to break that. Are you going to go see it again, Eric? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as I have time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. The only movie I've seen multiple times, three times, was Enough, <laughs> starring J Lo. <laughs> Great. Just as good. See Just where, as a cinematic see, achievement. See where my priorities are at. <laughs> uh huh. Anything else that you've seen that many uh, times? The other other one was two times, and it was Bridesmaids. So oh, okay, that's yeah. a good one. Definitely saw, see where I'm at. <laughs> I saw Captain Marvel three times as well, uh-huh. but um, two of those times were because I wanted to, and then one was like my cousin wanted to go see it, so I was like, ah, sure, I'll go see it again. Uh, I wasn't like driven to go see it a third time. I'm, I'm going to try to get this because I really wanted to do Infinity War and I just didn't, but I'm going to try to see this one again in theaters. Yeah. Um, do it. Yeah. But thank can you. I give you one huh? more number. Yeah. 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 One more number because I'm checking the Wikipedia list right now. The Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole is sitting at 19.8 billion and it's probably going to be over 20 by the time this episode airs, <sighs> which, Crazy. which is, and it's already been this case before Endgame came out, but that is more money than Star Wars and Harry Potter have made total. Jesus. Yeah. Good on you guys. That's, That's a lot more movies than both of those. But uh, but yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. <laughs> but absolutely. I, I think it's, I, I just, I it boggles my mind to think back at myself at 12 years old, getting into comics for the first time. <laughs> and all we had yeah. was the Chris Reeves Superman. We had a couple of Batman movies at that point. And if I had told myself, like, you're going to watch a movie where Captain America throws Thor's hammer 
and like all of these characters, Spider-Man's going to be in it and he's going to be perfect. Uh, fucking War Machine's going to be in there and everybody, and I'll probably been like, oh, are the X-Men in there? And I'm going to be like, oh, <laughs> slow down, kid. Slow the we, fuck down. We're just going to barely have the rights. Yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to calm down. Give it some fucking time, kid. <laughs> uh, but just like how lucky we are <laughs> that we got to be here for this moment and we got to be yeah. nerds in this moment oh, in yes. time. This is our fucking time, guys, and I'm so, so happy about it. I'm glad I could, you know, sit here and nerd out with you guys. Oh, uh, and also the Hulk is, it's funny that he was both Branner and the Hulk. We it didn't was even, too much to talk about. I know. I told you. I was like, we should have started this like two hours ago. You should have split this into a two-parter. Oh, yeah. Like, the first one will be like uh, the Saldana War, and then oh, the second one will yeah, be, yeah. Uh, I don't know what so what would be. Listen, uh, listen, we will each see it 10 times. We'll come back with, with, with even brand more new eyes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess that's where I'm going to end it. I'm sorry we didn't touch on every little thing, um, but you know what? Go see it for yourselves, right? Yeah, I, I'd say go see it. You have to experience it in the theater. It's amazing. Um, even if you aren't into these movies, go do it. Yes, at the nicest theater you can. By the way, saw it in Dolby. It's amazing. Ooh. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna see it in IMAX at some point for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, Eric, where can people find you online and find the stuff you're working on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and I think Instagram at Lord Ravenscraft. And I'm freelancing now. Hire me. Yay, John. <laughs> uh, well, I have my own podcast called Here's Why It's. We Great. don't have time to promote. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I guess that's it, folks. Uh, I have my own podcast called Here's Why It's Great. It's the podcast where we take what you hate and tell you why it's great. Uh, for this week, we are... Is uh, Well, I could. <laughs> I, I clearly have a lot to say. No, we're doing actually The Incredible Hulk this week. Uh, that comes out uh, later tonight, probably. We post every other Monday, so uh, check us out. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, or at Podbean. I'm working to get us on some more places, but that's where we're at at the moment. Uh, you can email us at, oh, you know what? Don't email us. Just go to Twitter. <laughs> find us on at HWIG Podcast. That's short for Here's Why It's Great Podcast. Let us know what you hate, and we'll tell you why it's great. And I will tell you why it's great. Uh, John and Sebastian have such great chemistry with each other and every oh. now and then Lindsay guest stars and guest stars guest hosts yeah. and and uh she's always a delight uh so yeah go check that out and and for people who listen to this i'm gonna have richard on one day well, and it's gonna be great we'll see about that oh okay um <laughs> all right thank you too thank you thank you That's it, everyone. That's the show. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I do have a recommendation, I think. Do I? No, I didn't think of anything. So there's no recommendation. Sorry. Uh, you'll have one for the next episode, I'm sure, which will probably drop in another month or so. Uh, all right. So, yeah, if you if you have any thoughts, if you agree with what we said, disagree. I'm sure there are tons of people who disagree with Eric when he said that... Um, Zoe Zaldana phones it in. <laughs> if you if you have any comments or anything, you know where you can reach us. Um, you can email me at richard at awkwardhuman.com. Um, online at uh, Twitter. Everything's online. On Twitter, uh, interview a nerd. Or me directly everywhere online is Le Richard C. And yeah, I think that's it. Uh, movie was traumatizing and then a relief. So it was it was great. Um, we enjoyed it, but you heard all that. So thank you, thank you. 
uh, for listening. And that's going to be it. Um, everyone have a great rest of May. Are we in May? No, this is going to drop in April. Have a good rest of April and then all of May because who knows when we'll be back. And uh, uh, as always, be kind to one another and take care of yourselves. Bye. <laughs>